1: BC's plan to restart the economy. We need to get
2: it right, and we need to make sure that we progress together, slowly and safely.
1: What's allowed to open and what's not.
3: The future of in-school teaching plans to get kids back in class on a voluntary basis. And
1: a Whitecaps player busted bending the rules of social distancing. How the club is cracking down.
4: You're watching
5: Global BC. This is Global News Hour
1: at 6.
3: Good evening and thanks for joining us. New tonight, the details we've all been waiting for when it comes to the COVID 19 pandemic. How we proceed as a province when it comes to reopening our economy.
1: The Premier announcing a timeline that will see many businesses reopen governed by a core set of guidelines. Maintaining social distance, physical barriers such as plexiglass windows controlling the size of crowds on premises and using non-surgical masks where applicable. Aaron MacArthur now with the details on what's coming back and when. It was two months ago
2: on March 5th that I activated BC's pandemic response plan. What has seemed like an eternity
6: in reality has been 61 days. The Premier announcing what a reintroduction of regular life will look like. It's not coming all at once. The economy and social interactions will happen in incremental steps.
2: It won't be the flipping of a switch. We're going to be proceeding carefully, bit by bit, one step at a time. Every step will be informed by the advice of the provincial health officer as well as the input from British Columbians in every corner of this province. We need to ensure that people stay healthy and that British Columbians can move forward confidently as we proceed to the other side of the new normal.
6: Unlike the rest of Canada, much of B.C. has been operating throughout this pandemic. But measured restarts for the rest of the economy can begin mid-May. Elective surgeries will start to happen, as will dentistry, physio and massage services. Restaurants will be able to open for diners, as well as hair salons, but only once they have solid plans in place. Same goes for recreational opportunities, museums, parks, some outdoor sports, all allowed with limits.
7: We do not want to be starting and stopping and starting and stopping. So I believe that this plan and the way we've put it together gives us the tools so that we can increase our contacts, our numbers and our safe contacts in a way that keeps us on a steady state for at least the coming months.
6: While the economy ramps up, so will social networking. By the middle of the month, the provincial health officer says people can reintegrate extended families, interact with friends, have playdates for kids, as long as the size of groups are limited.
2: The choices you make about expanding your social circle will depend on your age, your occupation, and the health of the people that you live with.
6: Assuming there is no change in the trend of new cases, the third phase of reopening won't happen until summer. In June, hotels and some camping will be allowed to operate. Movies and symphonies are more challenging, but can start operations sometime in July. The aim for post-secondary in-class instruction is for September. One of the keys to reopening will be sending kids back to school. Expect some districts to move faster on more in-class learning this school year, but the plan is to have a full-scale back-to-school program set up by the fall. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
1: Yeah, and Keith Baldry is following this all very closely. Keith, that's <laughs> a pretty good overview there of what's reopening. But let's talk more about what's going to take a little longer and things yeah. that we all love to do together we're going to have to wait <laughs> for.
8: Yeah, still a list of things we're not going to go back to anytime soon. And that was included in the documents released today. It should come as no surprise to people. Here's a list of what uh, is not coming back uh, in the near and distant future. First of all, there's no plans for opening bars, nightclubs, or casinos. They're going to be closed for quite a while, I think, because they can't follow those social distancing measures. And until there's a vaccine, that could be a ways out. No more conventions, no more concerts, no more live audiences at pro sports, presuming pro sports actually return. International tourism is dead For a long time. And that ban on gatherings of more than 50 people, which excludes large grocery stores and shopping malls, that's going to be with us again until we get uh, evidence that we've got a lot of effective treatments out there or the discovery and distribution of a vaccine. Many experts think we're years potentially away from that.
1: And until then, a lot of people in financial dire straits. Really, Mm -hmm. Oregon also updated the number of people in this province who've applied for that $1,000 emergency benefit.
8: Yeah, this came out of the blue. It wasn't part of the official presentation, but it's an example of how deeply rooted this pandemic is on the employment side and the economic side. When Carol James announced, the the finance minister announced this plan earlier in the week, she talked about in the first 45 minutes, 16,000 people had applied for this $1,000 a month emergency benefit. The Premier provided a new figure today, and I think that's going to take your breath away.
2: I'm concerned that uh, 400,000 British Columbians have applied For the emergency worker benefit program that we've had open for the past five days or six days today. Four hundred thousand British Columbians out of work. That's a big challenge and and it's going to take time to absorb those workers back into the economy. But the good news is, before uh, the pandemic, BC had a robust economy and one of our bigger challenges was finding workers for jobs.
8: So 400,000 is mind-boggling. and That's almost 10% of the total population in B.C. Tomorrow, another busy day over here. We've got a briefing with Premier John Horgan and Health Minister Adrian Dix about reopening surgeries in our hospitals in the weeks and months ahead. It's going to take years to clear that backlog, but it's going to start soon. All right. Keith Baldry in Victoria. Right. Thanks, Keith.
3: Now, a quick check of today's numbers. We have 23 new cases bringing our total in B.C. to 2,255. The number in hospital continues to trend downward with 74 today. That's down four, including 19 in ICU, two fewer than yesterday. Sadly, though, we have lost three more lives. 1,494 people have now recovered. All right, let's take a closer look at what's happening when it comes to schools. They are going to be reopening on a voluntary basis for all kids from K to 12. Richard Zussman joins us with more on what that means exactly and how it'll all work going forward. Richard.
9: Sophie, it's still unclear exactly how many kids are actually going to go back to school this school year, but there is going to be a new return in terms of a routine. When you come through those doors, you're going to have to do a health screening check. It's back to school, but only if you want to go.
2: School is a place of joy for young people, and they want to get back to it. But we want to make sure that's done safely, and we don't want anyone to feel that they're obliged to.
9: As part of the reopening plan, the province announcing that kids will be back in school by the beginning of June. But it won't be all kids. Optional service from those from kindergarten to grade 12. All students and staff that do go back must go through daily health screenings. There will be smaller classes, increased spaces between desks, and teachers and students will be wearing non-medical masks for group activities.
2: We want to make sure that we can safely uh, get kids back into classrooms. It's not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic.
9: The health screenings will include teachers and students being asked if they're feeling well. The goal of reopening the schools is to find a place for kids to go when their parents need to return to work the province also discussing plans on kids alternating school days or shifting classes, so some are in the morning and others in the afternoon.
10: It's going to look quite different. Careful planning has to be uh, done around that, uh, and, and so that families and teachers are put at ease, that you know it's safe to return to school.
9: Currently, there are a few thousand kids in the school system, but not with their teachers, and only if their parent is an essential worker or if they are in a vulnerable situation. The province will be requiring an increase in cleaning in schools. The union representing support workers, including cleaning staff, says more details are still needed to protect workers before returning.
4: Masks, gloves, uh, sanitizers, that sort of thing, those will all be questions that will be asked and need to be answered.
9: As for the next school year, the province is still targeting a full return in September, but says that online learning will continue both this year and potentially into next year. And it's unclear a little bit about a lot of the specifics here, Sophie. One of the things still being grappled with is how many kids and when it will look like in the new year. Premier John Horgan uh, saying that uh, Minister Rob Fleming and himself will have an announcement at some point in the next few weeks with those specific details. And they're working very closely with the school districts and the teachers union to make sure that back to school classes becomes a reality, at least for the parents that
1: need it.
3: A lot of parents and teachers uh, looking forward to hearing more details. Richard, thank you.
1: Same goes for sports. The announcement that some children's sports could soon resume undoubtedly comes as a relief to both kids and parents. But as with everything else, it won't be business as usual. John Waugh tells us what to expect.
11: For a while, it seemed like the only way to play hockey this spring was to hit the streets. But the Burnaby Winter Club is taking a shot at bringing the sport back onto frozen ice. Yeah, it's great to get them back on the ice and uh, out of the house doing something. Keeping players separate the entire time and numbers low, part of the current game plan.
1: Most of the bookings that we have
11: right now are one-on-one private lessons or one-on-two private lessons, so it's been really good. Easing of COVID-19 restrictions will first focus on outdoor sports that offer low-contact play like baseball.
2: I think that we'll see what local uh, community organizations come up with and again, uh, what parents uh, do by showing up with their kids.
11: Full practices and games played at local arenas, a goal that seems further off.
2: Whether they're played uh, in beer leagues or whether it's uh, youth, uh, minor hockey organizations, that we're going to be working through that into the fall.
11: The Fraser Valley Kings spring hockey program has already tried taking some of its development off the ice and placed it online.
5: Skill drills, we've been doing fitness challenges and uh, weekly Zoom calls to keep doing team bonding.
11: The program will offer development with a maximum four players and one coach on the ice at a time, with the hope of increasing those numbers in the future, even if games aren't played.
12: The primary focus
5: Spring hockey is not necessarily the games and and the tournaments that they do, but more about the development of the kids and being connected.
11: So while BC begins its restart towards a new normal for sports like soccer and baseball, the rules should soon become clear, while others will have a little longer to wait for the province to draw up a play. John Hua, Global News.
3: Well, the news that they will be allowed to reopen is welcome for dentists, physiotherapists and hairdressers and those of us badly in need of their services. But a lot of questions still remain. What are the new normal operating rules? Who will enforce them? And is it even worth
13: it for businesses to reopen? Sarah McDonald looks for answers. If all goes to plan, the everyday non-essential services we once took for granted pre-pandemic will be operational in a matter of weeks. The big question for businesses like this Vancouver hair salon, which rents its chairs to independent stylists, is how?
7: I've been working on mannequins with masks on actually to learn how to blow dry around it. It's difficult, clients want to get their hair done.
13: And the industries in the personal service sector ordered to close amid COVID concerns are just as eager to see their clients and their revenue return. The concern among some is doing so too soon, even with the guidelines laid out by the province on Wednesday.
7: A lot of the community is saying that they're not ready yet. There's just too much vagueness in in how we are going to come back as an industry. Um, Not just hairdressers, nail technicians, eyelash technicians.
13: Still, each business will have to demonstrate it's prepared to operate within provincial guidelines, adhering to protocol like the use of non-medical masks, mandated physical distancing, and staggering or reducing client appointments and wait times.
2: Dentistry, chiropractors.
13: Dentists and chiropractors among the industry prioritized in the province's phase reopening, with practices like Dr. Nick Seton's already accepting clients in urgent need of care with a lot of changes.
5: We are seeing one patient at a time for the most part with patients and everyone is six feet away from each other. Our business is essentially 80% uh, down from our normal numbers.
13: And like many professions, Dr. Seton and his dental colleagues are also waiting on direction from their college with concerns surrounding adequate protective equipment top of mind.
5: One of the biggest issues is access to advanced PPE. The challenge is just prioritizing which patients can we bring in right away. um, And really it kind of comes down to what we're dealing with right now. Are you in pain? Is there an infection?
13: With the first wave of reopenings expected in just over a week, one thing is clear, the return to some semblance of normalcy likely won't feel normal at first, at all. Sarah McDonald, Global News.
1: Restaurants are already cooking something up for when they're allowed to reopen. It's gonna
9: look a little bit like being at the ER.
1: How dining out will be a lot different after the Victoria Day long weekend in just over a minute.
3: Oh, he's dirty. A Kamloops woman shocked to find out she was sharing her garden with a creature much bigger than she expected. That's later on the news hour.
1: And a BC ad agency comes up with something special during the COVID crisis that caught the attention of actor Ryan Reynolds. We'll show you why later on.
3: Right now, though, the news that restaurants could soon reopen to limited dine-in service is meeting with equally limited optimism.
1: As Grace Key reports, the big question for many eateries is, will operating under the new conditions be sustainable?
14: Takeout containers now fill the space where customers once sat at Nook Restaurant in Vancouver. Customers will be returning soon, but the dining experience will be different.
9: Maybe 30 customers at a time. Everybody walking around with rubber gloves and masks.
14: It's going to look a little bit like being at the ER. Business is down 60% and owner Mike Jess isn't sure operating at half capacity will help when restaurants reopen.
9: Not a lot, because 50% capacity doesn't mean you'll do 50% of the business. So I would say 50% capacity will give us a third of the business.
14: The province announced COVID-19 restrictions will be easing. The industry has already been coming up with plans on how that could look.
2: We expect after the uh, the Victoria Day long weekend, we'll see more businesses see their plans put in place we'll see more doors opening restaurants will start to operate pubs will start to open
9: I have a couple of restaurants that it's going to be real tough to put people in with six foot distancy I have a little 30 seat restaurant on Demon Street that's tiny like i don't know i don't know how people fit in there i mean there'll be no no way we'll be able to uh really do social distancing, so I don't know if that will open up.
14: Nook will likely change from walk-in to reservations with three or four seatings a night, and they're hoping for a patio soon. But it'll still be a struggle, and restarting restaurants amid COVID will cost money and take time. Grace Key, Global News.
1: Retailers will be reopening after the May-long weekend. They were never forced to close like personal services but they weren't equipped to deal with physical distancing guidelines.
3: Now the province has given them guidance to do so, but as Jordan Armstrong tells us, it will be a different shopping experience.
15: In this particular one, it's adjustable. You can slide it up and down.
5: Eddie's hang-up display sells fixtures and supplies to retailers across Canada. Everything from mannequins to pot shop essentials. They never used to carry acrylic shields. Now... They can barely keep them in stock.
15: We have hundreds of units that come in every day We have thousands. I think we have 5,000 arriving over the next couple of days, and I'm sure they'll be gone just as quickly as they arrive.
5: Shields and physical distancing signage, first seen in grocery stores, will become standard across the retail industry. While B.C. retailers were never ordered to close, many did. Wednesday, the province issued specific guidelines on how they should reopen.
2: Many retailers have already found ways to reopen with no-touch payment and plexiglass barriers. These plans take time and we need to get them right so that workers and consumers can feel safe. The government
5: suggests retailers open more checkout stands and extend their hours to reduce lineups and crowding. Expensive adjustments for an industry already bleeding
4: cash. In fact, there is no money to spend, um, and labour costs have gone up significantly since the start of the COVID crisis. The existing government action to provide paid sick days has increased labour costs. He
5: expects the industry will be living under the new guidelines for two years. So how soon can retailers retrain, reconfigure? Reconfigure. Rip down boards and reopen. I think some of them may reopen as early as the 15th of May. Others, it will take longer. Back at Eddie's, the retailer for retailers has pivoted to a new line of products, ones that currently make up more than 90% of sales.
15: We have it in stock, but people have to react quickly. Jordan Armstrong,
5: Global News.
3: Vancouver police make a major drug bust.
5: This is probably the most fentanyl I've seen in one spot in my 24 years of drug
1: enforcement.
3: The deadly haul from Project Transit, coming up next.
1: Also a new way for flood-prone residents to keep an eye on rising water.
5: Beautiful evening commute over here at the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge, both weather-wise and traffic-wise. To help you stay safe and at home, Rona is offering free parcel shipping and curbside pickup with online purchases at rona.ca. I'm sure she was sending Global One at the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge.
1: Fire crews were called out to this early morning inferno in Richmond. Flames erupting at a scrapyard on Mitchell Island around 3 o'clock this morning. Firefighters say they heard a number of explosions. Fortunately, fortunately, no one was hurt. It's not clear yet what caused the fire. Amazingly, crews were able to knock it down in about an hour, and no one was hurt.
3: Vancouver police raids in South Vancouver have yielded a large cache of drugs and weapons. Eight people have been arrested, but all have been released. Ramina Dea has more on what was uncovered.
10: Three million dollars worth of street drugs has been seized by the BPD's organized crime section. That's just the wholesale price tag. The potential street value, hundreds of millions of dollars.
5: You know, this is uh, probably the largest amount of fentanyl I've ever seen in one place.
10: Fentanyl, cocaine, cannabis, shatter, meth, just a part of the haul seized after a four-month-long investigation dubbed Project Transit. Police hyper-protective of the details regarding how they uncovered the operation because the investigation is ongoing. Five search warrants were executed April 29th at residential and commercial properties, four in Vancouver and one in Richmond.
5: Very dangerous weapons, very, uh, uh, you know, obviously prohibited devices, these uh, drum magazines.
10: Eight nine millimeter semi semi-automatic handguns were also discovered. It's unclear if organized crime is involved. Border closures due to the pandemic having no effect on supply safeties.
4: I'm surprised at the
5: amount, but I can tell you that we talk to people um, who use drugs on the street all the time. And what they're telling us is there's not a shortage, there's not a price increase. And as you can see today, there's plenty out there.
10: Eight people were arrested, men and women. All have been released. The drugs still need to be analyzed and certified by Health Canada before charges can be laid. Dea, Global News.
1: A series of anti-Asian attacks and vandalism during the pandemic is on the rise in Metro Vancouver. So prevalent that the premier addressed it today. As Nadia Stewart reports, a Victoria-based nonprofit has been tapped by the province to help combat the hate.
15: There's definitely been an uptick in racist activity and racist thought.
0: Their images sparking outrage and growing concern over the number of racially motivated attacks in Metro Vancouver and across the province.
15: Sadly, some things are are predictable. And when people feel threatened and insecure, there there tends to be increased amounts of fear. The sad truth about racism is it is a fear thing.
0: COVID-19 hasn't just brought out the worst in some. David Lau, of the Victoria Immigrant and Refugee Centre Society, says it's brought to the surface racial tensions long since simmering underneath, with the Asian community taking the brunt of the attacks. He says the impact is being felt on a very personal level.
15: We're having clients come to us with concerns and um, telling us about experiences of being uh, confronted and sworn at, spat upon, um, and comments made about how they're not welcome here and how everything is their fault.
0: The province say let's put a stop to uh, Chinese coming to Canada. Vancouver police are seeing a spike in hate crime investigations. There were 12 cases reported in all of 2019, but in the first four months of this year, there have been 20. This week, the province announced Laos organization won the bid to become the provincial hub helping communities combat this kind of hate and racism. It's part of Resilience BC, an initiative first launched last November
15: we're now able to reach right across BC and start to connect more directly into BC and regional organizations that have power to make change.
0: The kind of change aimed at bringing an end to attacks like this. Lau says it's important when these kinds of incidents happen to ensure they don't go unaddressed. Nadia Stewart, Global News.
3: Straight ahead, a much-needed break for marine life.
15: Cruise ships, whale-watching boats, they're basically shut down completely
3: quiet oceans and how the covid crisis is a blessing for orca researchers
1: also tonight's steps from greatness the inspiration for this centenarians cross courtyard marathon
16: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film If. if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news
5: Traffic is in good shape both ways tonight over here at the Alex Fraser Bridge. Do keep in mind, though, that there are lane closures for overnight maintenance from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. At Kermac Collision and Auto Glass, the safety and well-being of their employees, customers, and community is their top priority. For essential vehicle repair information, please visit Kermak.com. I'm Tristia Wilson in Global One at the Alex Fraser Bridge.
1: The military paid tribute today to the six crew who died when a Canadian Navy helicopter crashed into the Mediterranean Sea.
3: The cyclone helicopter went down one week ago as it was returning to HMCS Fredericton. Global's Ross Lord reports.
12: This event is without precedent in recent Canadian history. A tribute known as a repatriation ceremony marking the return of the deceased to their families. The body of one crash victim, Sub-Lieutenant Abigail Cobra, has been brought back from the Mediterranean Sea. But military leaders, along with the Prime Minister, are forced to honour the other five victims without recovering their remains. Captain Brendan Ian MacDonald, a pilot from New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, who has two siblings in the armed forces. Captain Kevin Hagan, also a pilot from Nanaimo, British Columbia, remembered for his positivity and his passion for flying and adventure. Captain Maxime Miron-Morin, an air combat systems officer from Trois-Rivières, Quebec, who, along with three other victims, graduated from the Royal Military College of Canada. Sub-Lieutenant Matthew Pike, a naval warfare officer from Truro, Nova Scotia, who was engaged to be married. And Master Corporal Matthew Cousins, an airborne electronic sensor operator from Guelph, Ontario, who served in the Army Reserves for several years before joining the Air Force. In spite of their absence, their presence is felt at this Ontario ceremony in their hometowns and in Nova Scotia where the cyclone helicopter and its ship, HMCS Fredericton, are based. I can only imagine how tough it is to be at that ramp ceremony and somewhere in the back of your head is saying, you know, when are we going to get our son? Jerry White is a family friend of Sub-Lieutenant Cobra. Earlier in the day, White and other veterans spoke to her father by phone. You tell him that we have his back. That's it. We have his back. Support that will be crucial. After the ceremony, a motorcade, including the six hearses, traveled along the Highway of Heroes to Toronto, where the Ontario coroner's office will conduct an autopsy. Ross Lord, Global News.
1: The COVID-19 outbreak could turn out to be a huge boost for the future of B.C.'s most magnificent and endangered marine life. As Linda Aylesworth reports, the dramatic reduction in ocean traffic is an unprecedented opportunity for researchers studying killer whales and could even help the orcas themselves.
7: As humanity continues to struggle through the COVID-19 pandemic, the world's oceans are experiencing a rare benefit, a significant reduction in marine traffic.
15: Anywhere from 20% for some deep-sea cargo vessels, all the way up to perhaps even 100% for certain industry, tourism, uh, cruise ships, whale watching boats.
7: And a vast network of underwater microphones or hydrophones in the Salish Sea is recording the result. What we're
15: experiencing right now is actually an unprecedented opportunity of a quieter ocean.
7: An opportunity for researchers like Dr. Lauren McWinney, who studies the effect ship noise has on endangered southern resident killer whales.
10: Many of these whales in the southern resident community have never known quiet a quiet Salish Sea. And so this could be the first time in many of their lives that they've actually experienced such a reduction in noise.
7: That's significant because along with pollutants and the scarcity of Chinook salmon, their favored prey, noise from both large and small marine vessels are their greatest challenges because it can drown out or mask their calls.
10: If we do anything to reduce their efficiency or their ability to detect prey or communicate with each other it affects how they carry out their day-to-day life functions and it reduces their capabilities to hunt effectively. Not
7: only will this respite from underwater noise help the whales, it'll allow those hydrophones to record their vocalizations clearer and farther than ever before.
10: And detection is, is so important. We need to know when the whales are here and what they're doing when they're here and how they are vocalizing. So um, this is the type of data, we can, we
3: can, the information we can get. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. It's a feel good story that's captured the world's attention. 100 year old British veteran Captain Tom Moore raising more than 32 million pounds for the UK's National Health Service. Now, as Brad McLeod reports, a Victoria area centenarian is picking up where Captain Tom left off. With military precision at 1100 hours.
17: John Hillman marches by fellow residents at Carlton House of Oak Bay.
11: Our
13: heartfelt hero.
17: Yes. He's 101 years old and is determined to walk 101 laps around his retirement complex. The response and the support. It's amazing. John was inspired by 100-year-old captain Tom Moore of England, now promoted to colonel by the Queen. Last month, Moore did laps leading up to his 100th birthday, raising £33 million for charity. So John thought, why not? And if I do 101 laps, I'm looking for $101,000 contribution to the children. A lofty goal. All cash will go to save the children. He says he'll do five laps a day until he reaches 101. But if he doesn't hit that $101,000 by the end, he says he'll just keep on going till he does. I'm determined to do them. It's my nature. And on just day three of his epic journey, he has already raised nearly $43,000. Canadians are the most generous people in the world, I think. During the Second World War, John was a radio operator and flew with the Royal Air Force. He served in France, England, Italy, and all over the Middle East, and finished in Burma. He's served uh, his fellow citizens all his life. At 101, he's serving the children. Oak Bay police on hand today, fire crews expected tomorrow, and donations coming in from around the world. He'll continue ticking off his laps until he raises that $101,000. But he says, why stop there? Next year, it might have been 102. (laughs) Brad McLeod, Global News, Oak Bay. Good luck
3: he will hit $101,000. Easily. Still ahead, a creative way to keep busy during the COVID crisis.
15: Sure this is worth it.
3: A local company flying high after its tribute ad catches the eye of Ryan Reynolds.
1: And in sports, a white cap out for some kicks at a local soccer pitch. How Jordy Reina just found out that was a big mistake.
8: To the community frontline workers, thank you for all you do for all of us. Watch Global News at noon when we tell your stories and show our appreciation for your continued service. Visit globalnews.ca slash champions in partnership with Fortis BC and IGA.
1: Flood watch on in many parts of the BC interior. Residents of the Okanagan have a new online tool to help them prepare for high water.
3: The website is based mostly on the record flooding of 2017 and, among other things, allows individual homeowners to track the risk of flooding on their properties. Ted Trinecki reports.
4: The Nicola River is nearing capacity, as is the lake itself, and with temperatures soaring, could be at capacity by this weekend. The Nicola Band has been busy laying 12,000 sandbags. Everyone in the Okanagan can remember the devastating floods of 2017 when even Okanagan Lake spilled its shoreline.
12: It was a sign that we have to be better prepared to ensure that we're paying attention to the weather, paying attention to the snowpack and the water as it makes its way down down here. The
14: Okanagan flood story Today
4: in Kelowna via Zoom, the unveiling of a new website by the Okanagan Basin Water Board. Comprehensive, multi-layered site that tells you everything you need to know about the Okanagan's past, present and future flooding. Making everyone, they believe, better prepared than they were in 2017.
0: Everyone who is working on the immediate flood response has very, very detailed three-dimensional images of the land. They can have a sense of where the water is going to flow depending on what height it comes to. So it's a a very powerful set of tools.
4: An interactive map showing the risks of any property based on stream flow, snowpacks, and weather. Not just if you need to start sandbagging, but precisely where and how to do it.
18: To start your foundation, dig a trench that is one bag deep and two bags wide.
4: What the site doesn't give you is real-time information yet. To find out how river streams are doing, you still have to go to the River Forecasting Center. If The inflow from the lake has been uh,
5: uh, pretty moderate and uh, lots of space in the lake. So that certainly was a big uh, concern in 2017 where we saw some some high lake levels. I, I think we're in good shape for that. Uh, but but still early days for, for the bigger rivers that uh, could still pose a, pose a challenge as we go
4: into the, the later part of, of May and June. The plan is to implement real-time data like stream flows and water gauge measurements eventually. Ted Chenechi, Global News.
3: The unexpected surprise a Kamloops woman discovered in her garden. It looks way bigger than I thought. What she spotted in her backyard and how it got there right after Christy's forecast.
1: Which always looks like it's coming to us from the middle of her garden. It's so beautiful and lush around her. Let's check in now (laughs) about some of the sunshine that you're enjoying and we should enjoy from here into the weekend, hopefully. (laughs)
18: That's right. It's all about heat over the next several days. For some, that's good news. For others, when we're talking about the flood concern, of course, that's not great news because we still have significant snow in the higher mountain snowpack, and certainly with higher temperatures, that could begin to cause a problem. Uh, the sun is shining right now, but I tell you, it has been a blustery day. So all afternoon long, we've seen gusts in the 40 to 45 kilometer an hour range, as uh, southern Vancouver Island up to 52, and out Towards Hope, close to 60 kilometers an hour. No power outages, but certainly uh, blowing things around. In fact, I lost my umbrella from the front deck today, uh, over towards our uh, neighbor's yard. Tomorrow, still rain in the BC Peace River area. Most areas, though, we'll see conditions clear. I want to show you this though. Big arch over our region. If you know anyone in through the east this weekend, maybe give them a call because they have the potential for snow. Whereas we will be soaring into the 20s. Yes, across Metro Vancouver, but here is the region that we're talking about for flood concern so these areas those higher temperatures is not good news so not only did they have rainfall today but then they're going to see temperatures soar through Monday here's your Thursday forecast everyone again over the weekend is when we'll see the temperatures really soar and for our region 16 to 21 degrees tomorrow I'll leave you with your central windows weather window which is a beautiful shot from last night's storm you probably heard some of the thunderstorms but this is a great shot Thank you to Nikita for that one. All right, guys, back to you. Lovely. Thank you, Christy.
3: Kamloops' homeowner was shocked to discover an unexpected guest living in her
13: backyard. I mean, I obviously knew it wasn't a a scary monster of any sort. I just, I really, I had no idea what was going to come out of that hole. For three days, Sherry
1: Bitts kept finding and filling holes in her backyard. And then on Monday, she finally spotted the culprit, a badger as it dug its way out of the earth.
18: And they are great diggers, obviously. This one was coming up out of the ground and had been underground for a while. So uh, they're probably following some kind of a vole or a marmot or some other rodent that it was hunting.
1: Well, sadly, when conservation officers returned to Bits's garden this morning, the trap they left was empty, and they ended up finding the badger dead in its burrow. It obviously... Obviously, it succumbed to mm-hmm. maybe an illness or something. They're not sure, but
3: it's a big guy. too bad. All right, uh, let's check in with Squire. Somebody's in trouble.
16: <laughs> yes, you can't get up close and personal with fans. Not today. Uh, Jordy Reyna in trouble with the Whitecaps for playing a pickup soccer game
19: last night. And he made a mistake. No question. He was very open about the whole issue. <laughs>
16: He only played five minutes, but that was enough to get him fined and quarantined. He's in the white and black shorts by the Whitecaps. Also tonight, the B.C.
1: creative agency that got the attention of superstar Ryan Reynolds with an ad. Well, on a day when it feels like we're kind of coming out of the COVID crisis thing, someone's going into quarantine. Squire's got the details.
16: Yes, the Whitecaps have fined and they've also told Jordy Reyna to self-quarantine for 14 days after one of our cameramen caught him taking part in a pickup soccer game in Vancouver last night. Reyna is the one in the black and white shorts with no shirt. He's also the best player out there. He said he played for only about five minutes because the players recognized him and asked him to join in. He should have said no, because he was breaking the league rules for social distancing.
4: Because on our pathway, on our way back to, to training, on, to games, we have to show everybody that we respect the rules. And if you do something wrong, you, you, have, to, you have to accept the fine.
19: I think
16: Axel needs some lighting. Uh, here's something bizarre. The Vancouver Titans, the Overwatch Sport team, owned by the Aquilini's, a team that nearly won the championship last year, got rid of its entire roster today. All the players and the coaching staff are gone. And they have to play two games this weekend, so they need a whole new team. The team is putting the blame on the pandemic because the players were all South Korean and had to play online out of their homes. And that wasn't working because of the distance. But there have been rumors for a couple of months that the Titans players have not been happy with management. So this looks to be a mutual divorce. The city of Port Coquitlam is planning on how it'll get kids and weekend warriors back on their various playing fields.
20: One of the great things about uh, sports is we can all play it, right? It's a lifetime thing. I still play sports, you know. And so uh, whether it's kids, whether it's their parents uh, and seniors too. Right, Our commitment is to keep people active throughout their entire life in this community playing sports.
2: And right now the plan in Port Coquitlam is to once again have kids and adults back on the field. The city, along with the POCO Sports Alliance, have held preliminary discussions with spring and summer sports organizations on how they can safely resume play.
16: Right now we want to look at what's possible or what could be possible for the spring and summer sports. So that's baseball, it's softball, soccer is kind of a year-round sport now. You've also got swimming as a big one, too, and tennis, of course, as well, is another one. The main discussion point with every sport begins and ends with safety. You as a parent want to know and be confident that your child can once
2: again enjoy his or her sports. But what shape or form that'll look like is what the city and the various sports organizations is actively trying to figure out.
16: In terms of safe, you know, each sport will have its own things. You know, there's some unique Unique things that are coming in that will probably stick for the long term. You know, I, you, you see with baseball and softball, it's probably that everyone will have their own helmet, their own bat. That'll pro- just become the norm. If you're a catcher, you'll have your own catcher's equipment. You won't share it. Um, you, you're talking about other sports that you know you don't share balls with each other. You can you can split up. All these new best practices will come in, and we'll see which ones really hold. But the, you know, you look at some innovative things, maybe through soccer, might be tap-ins instead of throw-ins You know, with the foot. There's some really neat things that might come of this. I'm never
20: someone who thinks that you just kind of pass the buck and wait for someone else to figure it out for you. We've got to figure it, our, it out ourselves. And the way you do that is bringing everyone in your community together who are the experts in their sports and saying, okay, guys. How are we gonna get people back to playing sports? How are we gonna do it together? And how can the city help facilitate that? So I feel confident that we're gonna get there. I can't put a date on it yet. I know it's gonna happen. Uh, and I mean, I am as eager as anyone to
16: get out there. Is it my imagination or does the mayor kind of look like Seth MacFarlane? A little, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, a little. A little bit. A little bit.
3: All right, up next, how a BC couple use their COVID creativity to most likely land Ryan Reynolds as a future client.
1: Okay, time to take a moment to recognize one of our BC healthcare heroes working tirelessly on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic.
3: We've asked you for your nominations, and we thank you for so many great submissions. Keep them coming. Tonight's comes to us from Melissa and Christina Depoche, and they're nominating their sister, Adriana Depoche. Adriana has been a nurse for almost seven years and works at Surrey Memorial Hospital in the ICU, which was one of the first hospitals in the Fraser Valley to start treating COVID patients. She spends her days clad in protective gear and has been working some serious overtime to take care of her patients. Melissa and Christina say their family misses Adriana because they haven't seen her since March 11th. That's when she started self-isolating from her family and friends. To make sure she didn't risk passing the virus.
1: Adriana, your family wants you to know they are so proud of you. You are their healthcare hero and you're ours too. Thank you so much for your dedication helping BC through this crisis. And again, if you have a healthcare hero to nominate, send your email with some details and pictures to Heroes at globalnews.ca.
3: Hopefully they'll all be able to hug each other again soon. For sure. Now, a BC-based videography company is making the most of their time at home and challenging themselves to produce, film, and edit one ad a day during the pandemic.
1: One of their latest videos has even grabbed the attention of Vancouver-born actor Ryan Reynolds.
19: When all this happened and social distancing came into effect, it made it basically impossible to do our jobs. So we were kind of all just sitting around and thinking of how we could make the most of the current situation. And we knew, okay, there's the three of us who have all just been isolating for three weeks. We have all our camera gear. We don't have subjects to shoot, but there's the three of us and a bunch of stuff in our house. So what if we just created a new ad every single day, just for fun, posted at 8 p.m., see what people think sure this is worth it?
20: It's the last one on earth,
17: so it better be.
19: Aviation Gin ad was interesting because we've all always been big fans of not only Ryan Reynolds, but also his brand Aviation Gin and the creative ads they do. (laughs) Went to bed and at 6am, my partners Glenn and Meg ran into my room and they're like, you'll never guess what happened. Ryan commented, Blake commented, Aviation commented. Um, going into this, we had a like a pretty small local following, and which has obviously grown exponentially. So the response has been incredible, so it's definitely something we'd like to keep going. Aviation American Chin, you'll actually die
16: from happiness. <laughs> nice when you get
1: him to do the tagline too.
3: I like my cocktail choice has been set for <laughs> when I get home. It's
1: Excellent. Excellent <laughs> advice. Okay, uh, check in with Christy here. One more time before we go in that sunshine. You you need the sunglasses, Christy.
18: I certainly do, and some sunscreen, and you will all weekend long, or rest of this week and through the weekend as well. So happy Mother's Day. It should be a good one for all you mothers if you like the heat, that's for sure. Okay, back to you guys.
3: Thanks, Christy. That's all the time we have tonight. It's time for...
1: Happy banging, everyone. Thanks for watching.
0: Good night, (laughs) all.